0: Bonjour, my wonderful friend Scott in bed with me, and now we have a third person joining us in bed. Who's that? That's Hammy. Oh.
1: Hammy the hamster.
0: Hammy the hamster. Scott Wilderman, a friend of mine from out west in Alberta in Canada who... um, is working much harder than he is looking tired right now. Um, But I do like the facial hair going on and everything that's going on over there, Scott. How are you doing today?
1: Good. I'm growing my playoff beard. So
0: since there's
1: no playoffs, I decided to just bring the playoffs to the house.
0: Does that mean you'll never shave, or it'll be 2021 when (laughs) you Uh, shave?
1: When when the clubs open up again, I'll shave it off.
0: Oh, I love that. Okay, well, that'll be a wonderful celebration to have at that time. So... You have been working your um, you-know-what off both as the leader of gym movement as well as the president of the board of FIC and I'd love to get into some of that because I've been so curious about what you've done and to stay connected and to stay serving both your staff and your members and you guys have done something that you were meant to do I think in 2021 but you did in just a few short weeks to be able to do that. And I'm so glad that um, you're generous enough to share this with us today. So tell us about what Gym movement has launched since the clubs have closed.
1: Yeah, so we, um, like I said, we were always looking to offer a digital platform, uh, online training and uh, on-demand classes. Uh, If you look at you know Peloton is an example they've grown immensely so there's definitely a you know a need in the in the community for on demand type of programming and we always thought Peloton and Echelon were fairly one dimensional with the cycling mm-hmm. so we always wanted to do this ourselves and so when covid happened and we were all forced to close we decided we needed to pivot and we wanted to make sure that we had options that were exciting for members exciting for staff mm. and um, you know a reason for people to continue uh, supporting their local Alberta based business so we are a, a regional organization we are uh, uh, out of Alberta and we want to support our communities and our employees and we needed to make sure that we could still have as many people working as possible unfortunately we weren't able to keep everybody mm. working but we are as we grow the program we can bring more and more people back from layoff and and get them back to work so I'm really proud of the team I work with Uh, we got a great leadership team and a great group of managers and everybody worked really hard uh, doing outreach to our members and inviting them to join the join the service and uh, it's going you know better than I thought it would go actually so yeah it's very inspiring actually
0: it's funny how sometimes you know times of crisis you just create much faster than you normally do and I think what's beautiful about this time is nobody really expects perfection and so it's a great time to try some stuff there's a lot of forgiveness for learning along the way and I think everybody's really compassionate about that but was this intention of yours to go virtual a bit of like the best kept secret at gym movement or did your staff know that it was going to happen and they just had to accelerate what was going on uh, they
1: knew it was going to happen. So okay. we've invested immensely in our technology as we created this brand. Uh, we want to be a very uh, connected uh, culture. So connect, obviously, person to person. We excel at personal training and small team training. Uh, we have very robust group fitness offerings. Uh, but we always knew that there was an, uh, you know, we wanted to stay connected with our members, even outside of our walls. And so it was always something we wanted to do. And, you know, the members have been very receptive about it. So,
0: Yeah, and you've, I mean, you mentioned that your managers have been on board from what you and I have been talking about. And I have the pleasure, thanks to the FIC calls, of hearing so, hearing your voice and hearing some what you do every week. But you've been calling the members from the beginning and kind of happy because they're home and they're actually picking up the phone and you're able to assess their needs and be able to meet them, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been actually... Um, very interesting dichotomy because when uh, you know pre-COVID you would phone people and people wouldn't answer the phone right so you text them and ask what a good time is for them to actually answer the phone Um, and now you phone people and I would say 60 to 75 percent of people actually answer the phone and a conversation is you know 20 minutes long and it's in depth and you know I think as this period of isolation goes on and we're probably in it for another six weeks at least. Um, you know, people really need and value that human connection. Mm. So whether it's a FaceTime or a video call like we're doing right now, or uh, a phone call, it's just that other human being on the other end is so powerful, and you just don't get that with text or email. No. Um, and I think people are craving it right now.
0: And and how are you able to? In this, like speaking of of other things that we rarely do, like this training our staff and engaging them in things is something we rarely do um, virtually. We're such a, especially known as a hands-on industry, an experiential industry, we're used to that face-to-face. How have you been able to connect with your staff and train them um, to relate to this new way of doing it. And essentially I think taking away the fear and the weirdness that everybody feels, fitness professionals in particular. So as a leader, what are you guys communicating in terms of the, it's gonna be okay and how we're gonna take care of them through this?
1: Well, I think um, through Zoom. (laughs) So how do we train our staff? It's actually been through this exact platform. Okay. And I can show my screen and I can share my screen. And show how to use the app and how to create the programs and all that kind of stuff. And then I can actually get them to try and share their screen. So, and there's, the learning happens through repetition. It is a different world, but it is the same job. So that's the other Mm -hmm. thing is as a trainer, you still connect with people. You still provide programming. You still inspire them. It's just the delivery is a little bit different, but it is still the same job. Mm. And, you know, my uh, other half is a teacher and she's still teaching classes. She's mm. teaching a class right now. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So the whole world's had to adapt. And, you know, I think the, a lot of trainers are really extroverted in nature and they really love the connection with other people. And that was suddenly uh, taken away from them yeah and you know you feel for that right mm-hmm. like my emotional uh connection feeding off other people was ripped away mm-hmm. and now we're finding that in a medium like this it's not perfect but it's better than nothing yeah and we've done team training sessions we've done boot camps we've done personal training sessions through zoom um you know and and uh, i don't know what the zoom stock price is but it, it, <laughs> increase their subscribers I'm sure but uh, yeah you know it's really it, it's a good tool and it's uh, working well my oldest daughter had a birthday last month we did her birthday party on zoom we played yeah. charades um, you know it's you just you do the best you can obviously we all want to get back into the clubs but uh, you know this is a good good solution
0: for now And it's an interesting time. Like, there's a weird dichotomy I find because most people rely on their fitness leaders and professionals to be the source of positivity and motivation and forward thinking and prevention and and all of that. Yet at the same time, there's trepidation and fear that we just can't do. There's some. I've heard a lot of fitness professionals say, "I don't know how to do that. I just can't." You know, it's hard for me to do that. What are you saying to your coaches and trainers and instructors that are like, "But Scott, it's just not going to be the same. I don't know if I don't know if I can do it." What, what's the, been the message that's been the most successful with them?
1: Remember when you first graduated or you first got certified, and you were on the fitness floor or teaching your first class, and you had that nerve, those nerves, and that trepidation, and you probably said the exact same thing. I just don't know if I can do this. Mm. It's the same thing. It's a skill. It's new, but you have the talent, right? You just Mm. might not have the skill yet to actually know how to use the computer and all the intricacies of Zoom or whatever app you're using. Yeah, You can learn that you're pretty smart and (laughs) give yourself some credit. So it's a new skill, but it is you have the talent to connect with that human being. You still have the talent to teach the class, you still have the talent to train the client to provide that program, uh, to provide that training session to inspire. Um, It's just a different way of delivery.
0: And it's wonderful that you're doing that. Like I always, you know, I, when I talk about growth, I talk about the, the stages of growth and learning is one of them, but safety to try is such a critical one. And so if as a leader, you're providing that safety for them, um, I know that it makes a big, big difference. And I hope that other leaders and club operators and managers who are listening um, see that piece of it, which is tough because even for you, there's tons of uncertainty. It's anxiety, it's crisis, it's all of these things, but that's where... The cream rises to the top, I find in terms of leaders to be like, I can still reassure them um, and we're in this together. So um, on behalf of fitness professionals, I'm grateful that that you're doing that um, and providing those things there. If there's other club owners and operators that are still really hesitant about going towards a virtual offer, what would be your tips or what would be your recommendations moving looking forward in what 2020 and 2021 are going to be?
1: Well, I think you have to. I just don't see how anybody's going to be able to, like the new normal is going to be different, right? So when we're open, you know, I think clients are, first of all, clients really like this service. So I've been asked many times Mm. by our members, are you keeping this after you open? Because I actually like this. And Mm. time has always been the number one barrier to activity, Mm. right? I don't have enough time and it's because they're busy. So what they're really saying is, I don't. I can't make my six o'clock uh, Zumba class because I'm late at work. So, you know, now I feel like I just got to go home and and forget it. Well, if you have that online offer, they can come and take that class. You know, maybe once or twice a week, and then the other days they can go home and do their virtual workout. Mm. So I think it's going to be a blend. And mm. um, you know, if you're not pivoting and you're just waiting for this to blow over, um, you know, I think there's going to be a I just, I think the world's going to be a lot different moving mm. forward.
0: So, and so, and so, looking into those little pieces of growth and just taking your time, like you said, it's a new skill, being patient with ourselves to grow into that. Um, shifting gears a little bit, uh, to your uh, president role with the uh, FIC's board of directors and so, Fitness Industry Council of Canada has been so invaluable during all of this to keep the lines of communication open, um, and be able to. Bring those, bring those best practices together and bring everybody together. Um, what would you like Can- the Canadian fitness industry to know about FIC's focus over the coming weeks that could be really, really meaningful to them?
1: Well, our mandate has always been to progress the industry, to preserve the industry, to protect the industry. So uh, whether it's been lobbying for tax credits, uh, lobbying for tax uh, incentives to work with registered exercise professionals, Uh, you know, fighting for uh, fair music tariffs, we try to make sure the industry is uh, in good health. And now with COVID, we've uh, engaged a lobbyist, a lobby firm, and they've been very active. So I believe FIC, we were integral in getting the uh, rent relief uh, pushed through. Uh, It hasn't become law yet, they're still debating it. But I actually do think our efforts helped push that, um, and we are small but mighty, and we can make a lot of noise if we work together. So, um, in the coming weeks, obviously, we are uh, looking at making sure that um, our our facilities have some sort of rent relief. Uh, we're also making sure, as we reopen, we have our voices heard. So, um, for example, in Alberta, we uh, received the reopening strategy yesterday and they're categorizing gyms in the same category as nightclubs and concerts and um, sporting events. Mm. And we think that's miscast because uh, nightclub, you know, I don't think you go to a nightclub to social distance. Um, in fact, you go there to do the opposite of that. Mm. And health clubs, we have great systems in place to actually control the experience in a facility so when you think about it we have technology to actually book an exercise time we have the ability to uh, space our equipment we have the ability to limit the number of people in any given room at any Mm -hmm. given time our sanitization and cleaning protocols i think are very uh, well practiced honestly in the week right before we had to close I think our fitness centers, our clubs, were some of the cleanest places in the city.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Much cleaner than a grocery store.
0: Yeah, so we rehearsed it. It's robust already.
1: Yeah, so we already have a lot of the technology and a lot of the systems in place. Mm -hmm. So we are going to uh, get our provincial councils. So one of the unique things about FIC is we have uh, not only our board of directors, but our provincial councils, and we have representation from each province uh, and the, that is consisted of um, you know, municipal rec centers, uh, private health clubs, uh, boutique studios, uh, multi-club, uh, single operators. So we have a really diverse group mm. on each provincial council, and we will be creating our guidelines to present to the provincial governments on our reopening strategy. And I think that's important because Natalie, you said it best, They don't want to come up with the rules. They want us to come up with the rules and they review it and say, great, or uh, great, but make these three revisions. Yeah. Um, They're overwhelmed. And, you know, I will say I'm very proud to be Canadian right now (laughs) and proud of our provincial and federal governments for what they've actually done. It's been quite impressive. But you got to also feel for those folks. So much. Mm. um, You know, they are... (laughs) Uh, we're working hard, but they're working really hard too. So, um, but I think that's our role here in the coming weeks is we want to make sure that they have confidence in our industry in reopening, which will then give consumers confidence in our industry as we reopen, because you got to suspect that customers are going to be a little bit nervous uh, going back into
0: facilities. Understood. Yeah, for sure. And, and small and mighty, but fit and feisty exactly. <laughs> with that um much to, above our weight so yeah yeah and we're, we have the biceps to prove it um scott um to close off tell me a little bit about i mean 2020 is not what we expected it to be and i think it's really nice to uh, as somebody who's such a, a long-term leader in the industry share what you use to stay grounded to stay grateful Um, and motivated for 2020. So what would that be that we can grab a piece of?
1: You know, it's the success stories. So Mm -hmm. when I hear of a client who loves our online platform, Mm -hmm. uh, you know you're still making an impact in their life. Mm -hmm. When I hear that we had a member on the phone and they not only wanted to talk about their account, but they wanted to talk about their life and it almost became a mini counseling session. Mm. That's a win. And it just reminds you why we're doing this. Yeah. Um, You know, we've always been in this industry because we want to help people Mm -hmm. and now we can, uh, we are still helping people, but differently from an employer standpoint. You know, when I hear success stories of our staff who are embracing the technology and they're doing, you know, pretty good. Um, you know, so they are still able to make an income and provide for their family. Uh, that's, a, a heartwarming. So yeah. it definitely is the successes along the way. There's been lots of challenges, right. And lots of stumbles, but there are successes. That's what keeps me going and keeps me driven when I'm on the FIC calls and you see that we have 30 people from across the country coming together um and normally we're competitors by day but this is you know fic is all about the industry that inspires me to keep going Mm. and then just on a personal level you know i have uh two great kids um they mean the world to me Uh, my fiance we you know it's family it's getting outside it's being active um so my exercise has actually dropped a little bit because it (laughs) seems like i um, <laughs> working more than normal, yeah. uh, but still trying to get outside and be active with them uh, is what really keeps me uh, sane.
0: So mm. that's a really empowering message and, and great reminders from all aspects of our lives and everything that we do to get those things. Cause we're so like onto the next one, we're in adaptation mode. And sometimes you're, you're right. We forget to just, you know, we're like, thanks for the feedback and move on, but like really take a moment for that because people are struggling right now and if we can be that little bit of sunshine just like your daughters are for you or and fitness can be for others then that's a great reminder thank you so much scott i wish you um lots of good night's sleep (laughs) i wish you whatever it takes for you to to go get through this because you are leading our industry right now and um i can only imagine the weight that is constantly put onto you as a leader of your family your business your staff uh, and and fic and so thank you for everything that you do and on behalf of all canadians we uh we've got your back uh, and we'll keep supporting you throughout all of this
1: i appreciate that i'll just uh, give a shout out to the you know the folks that we work with i think uh trisha sarker she's mm-hmm. our executive Diref- director for fic she does uh most of the heavy lifting yeah uh, our board members our provincial council members it's definitely a team yeah uh, and then at gym movement uh you know our leadership team our president my colleagues the other uh, vps our directors our managers um, it's been inspiring actually to see everybody come together to work hard so Nice. Um, I'll take the thank you, but I'll also deflect. Share it around.
0: Leading by example, as always, Scott. <laughs> thank you so much, my friend. Best of luck to you. And uh, we'll go check out Jim Movement online and see what you guys are up to. Maybe grab a workout sometime.
1: Sure. Thank you. Merci thank- beaucoup.
0: Merci à toi.